Um, good afternoon. It's November 16th on Monday, and my kind of theme was supposed to be about giving and receiving, you know, kind of the whole Thanksgiving month. Um, I know I was super depressing on my last one, but we had had a lot of, you know, couple deaths and a family with the TIA that was hospitalized. He's, you know, on the mend, and we got through two funerals last week. Um, I know I was talking, it's so funny, because like I was talking about keto at the beginning of the month, and then like, you know, just a lot of shit struck, and then I'm like, who fucking gives a shit about anything? <laughs> like, I'm kind of still in that mode, I'll be honest. But um, I also, maybe with all the stress and all the things we were dealing with, and even being on a new diet, like that put my body into a stress kind of state. And um, I ended up finding out, and thank God, before I tell you what I have, like, thank God, like, I have medical knowledge, because when I went to the doctors, like, I had this weird stiff neck pain, and I was kind of not able to turn my head. I had these huge lymph nodes, like, just like little golf balls. You could see them sticking out of my neck. Like, I looked like I had fucking mumps or something. And I was real tired. And, you know, I had, I was diagnosed with um, mono in August of 2019. And so when I went to my doctor, they were like, you have to get a COVID test because you have a sore throat and, you know, you're tired and your lymph nodes are swollen. You could have COVID. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I I think I might have like a flare up of my mono. Like it's rare, but you can get it again. And, you know, they were like, well, you've already infect, could have infected everybody here by coming here. We think it's COVID. Go get tested. I'm like, fine got tested. I didn't have it. Then they were like, well, let's make sure you have nothing structurally wrong with your neck. You can't move it. Let's get an x-ray. And in my head, I'm like, if it's muscular, like skeletal, if it's like muscular issue, like you're not going to see shit on that x-ray, but I get it. Fine. Let's do the x-ray. And then she's like, I'm going to check some basic labs. And I told the, um, you know, I was talking to the NP and I said, well, can you like check for like the EBV? It's like the Epstein-Barr virus. And before I could finish my thought, she kind of like rolled her eyes and was super condescending. And she's like, everybody has been exposed to EBV. That's not going to tell me anything. I said, yes, I'm aware of that. I said, what I was going to ask is for the whole panel, the IgG, the IgA, like, you know, the immunoglobulin, like you do the whole panel, because that's what I had a couple years ago. And because it took so long to get that, you know, it was like a month after all our symptoms started, where my child did have mono at the end of July of 2019. I didn't get my blood work till like the end of August 2019. And, you know, because they did that panel I asked for specifically, they were like, you know, there's all these like positive, positive, negative, positive, you know, you go through like the different things they're looking at. And it was like, yes, you had a recent activation of this, you had mono. And it's just sometimes nice to know what the fuck you have. Like I get, yes, it's still a virus. There's nothing they're going to do for it. The treatment won't change. And I often hear one of our ER docs is like, I can check you for the flu, but my treatment won't change. Like it's fluids and rest. And it's kind of the same for mono. It's fluids and rest with the addendum of let's watch our fucking midsection because, you know, your spleen can get enlarged. And if you have any injury, you can like bleed to death. So let's, you know, no sports. No, you know, you need to rest. And um, when I pushed for that, she kind of was like, oh, fine, yeah, I'll add it on, whatever. And it was comical because Friday last week they were like, yes, yes, you do have a reactivation of your mono, which is really rare. Your CRP is elevated. That's just an inflammation marker, which makes sense. But it made me feel not so crazy, you know, like I'm like, everybody's dealing with the same stressors. And some of them are dealing with worse because it's their partner that passed away, you know, what I mean, or their partner that was hospitalized. But, you know, for whatever reason, all the those kind of things, and then my husband's been off of work for weeks with an injury that he couldn't work. So it's all those stressors. And yeah, boom, I got mono again, surprisingly, or reactivation, I think is what they call it. But uh, so basically, they were telling me I didn't need to work for the next week. And, you know, they'd write me a note till I see my doctor this week. And oddly enough, I went PRN, 
I actually went PRN months ago, but then my stupid ass kept working part-time hours to fill in until they hired somebody. And then I kind of still in October was even like two days a week, then maybe one day this week and two days a week and one day this week. And then finally November came. I'm like, fuck y'all. Like I need to take a break. And then I get mono. So it's it's just comical. <laughs> like I was prepping and then it's like, and now I need to slow down and now I'm not working. But anyways, so yes, I have a reactivation of mono and things like the keto diet and, you know, all the things I was worried about at the beginning of the month seem all so fucking frivolous. And, you know, with people that are dealing with life and death on top of it. So the whole giving and receiving, I think that I think that it's hard for most of us to receive good things. Like I think about all the years that like I, all the things that people do for me. I had a coworker, Dave, that used to give me rides to work. And one of the cops, Matt, that would give me a ride to work. And, you know, I always felt like I had to pay them back. Like, I don't like owing people. Like, I remember getting gas money and like, here, go fill up your car. And I'm going to check my account. I better see at least $40 so I know you filled up your car. Because I hate, you know, I've picked Dave up one time, I think. But it just, it made me feel like... It's like we're, I think we're all more comfortable with giving to people than we are with receiving. And I think we need to kind of look inside ourselves and figure out why that is. We all know people who like to take. I'll give you that. We know people who love to receive. And I feel like there's some kind of joke in here, but let's just be above it. And you know, I think there's a lot of people that we feel that take advantage. They're always the takers, you know, like you watch people give, 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 and the people take, 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 and they never give back. I mean, maybe we need to really look at some people aren't in the position to give. They just aren't. They don't have anything. And I myself grew up with watching my mom give to everybody. And, you know, I often felt like people took advantage of her kindness and generosity. And I myself like to, you know, maybe I don't have money to give, you know, but like when somebody's sick, I'll make some food. And yes, all of you that know I don't eat meat, sometimes it is a tofu pot pie. And sometimes it's actually something good I make for somebody or like, you know, actually, I'm trying to think if I've made meat things for people or not. But regardless, I bring food over. I do it when my sister-in-law has surgery and I'm like, oh, let me run this over. And, you know, I've done it when my cousin was out of work for like a month at one point. This was years ago. And it was kind of like a meal train was started. And every Sunday we'd bring her over casseroles for her and her family because she had like surgery on her foot or something. So I like to give food items and I like to give my listening ear as much as I love to talk. I, I could show you my instant messages of so many people that feel very comfortable slipping in my inbox. And I'm talking about people I went to elementary school with. People I went to elementary school with that are like, hey you know, how are you doing? I'm having a rough time. You know, I've experienced death and loss and cancer and like just the things that people and I'm always at 3am and I'm like, I'm really sorry to hear that. And then we talk. And my husband's very aware because you know, he's my husband. So yes, I am telling him usually when people send me certain messages of, you know, out of the blue like that. I'm like, yeah, just, you know, somebody's having a hard time. And I think I do give myself a lot of that. And I think that sometimes that can run you down if you're always like a person that people go to for advice and help because you like take on that stress. And then because I grew up in the household I did, I always feel like anything I'm going through isn't as bad as somebody else's. So even, you know, having mono, or even when my own son was in the hospital this past year, like I instantly was like, other people have it worse. Other people are burying their kids this past year. Like my son's alive, you know, so I don't have it that bad. Like I'm very much one of those people that's I almost don't let myself have bad times. Like I know they are, but like I pretend they're not because like I said, people have it worse. And kind of, I think that's the triage ER nurse and those of us who work in the medical field, like we just know your earache is not as important as that person's chest pain. It's just not. So I kind of, 
live my life like that. So with giving, I'm always, you know, thinking I don't have it as bad as people with their horrible stories that they're telling me. But on that token, I think that maybe some of us need to remember to receive and let people help us sometimes. You know, we don't always have to, I mean, we can owe them, but it doesn't have to be such a quick payback. And I think that's where I struggle. Somebody does something nice for me and I'm instantly like, oh, the neighbor mowed our front lawn. Let me run in and make him some brownies to pay him back. If anybody watches The Office, I feel like that episode where Dwight's like bringing in like bagels and then the other guy's like opening the door and they keep like tit for tat all day long of like this guy like helping him out every time he does something nice because they don't want to owe each other anything. And I feel like that's how I am. So, you know, I've given a lot of myself this week to people and I am so fucking run down. And, um, you know, my husband's here and he's not working and his arm hurts and his back hurts. And, you know, we both kind of have that old adage, like even when he had surgery on his ACL and his rotator cuff, like he was still fucking with like one crutch under one arm that he could use because he couldn't put it under the other arm, limping around with his brace on his knee and like still doing laundry with the baby strapped to him. Like, oh, we have this weird thing in our house where it's like, no, even with mono, I got up and did dishes and I made breakfast. You know, like, it's just, it's fucking married shit. I don't know. But like, it's not, but but we do help each other. Like, you know, he made lunch before he left with his mom. They're going to go grab some food and not food for themselves, but food to bring home to us. But before he left, he's like, here's everybody's sandwiches. And, you know, I was able to sit in a rocking chair and read history and logic because we studied the Civil War today, you know, and got to text Chris, a medic I work with, and got some cool learning bits from him about the Civil War. And so, you know, with mono, I'm still able to do shit. Like, it's not the end of the world. I just have to pace myself. And, you know, this week I have to know my limits. And it's very hard for me because I think I have no limits. So with the whole thought of giving, receiving, I'm going to try to receive some fucking rest this week. And part of me already saw somebody needs help at work. And I'm like, oh, I should pick up hours. But then I'm like, I know I need a paycheck. And with me being PRN, I haven't worked in a couple weeks. This will be the third week I haven't worked, which means I won't get a paycheck next week. But um, I just feel in my bones that I need to rest mentally and physically right now with all the trauma that we've lived through last week. Two funerals, a hospitalization, finding out I have mono. Like, I know I'm not going to have a paycheck, but fucking maybe if I rest now, it won't be such a catastrophic thing in December. You know what I mean? Like, my kids are already, we're not big celebrators of holidays anyways. We never have been. It's always been. Well, okay, I had one kid for like a decade almost. Yes, he got super spoiled. But the other two kids, we've always been that whole, you know, something you want, something you need, something to wear, something to read. Like, you know, it's just we've always celebrated things small because I just kind of don't really love capitalism. And I think it's gross that people buy 25 gifts for their kids a piece. Like, it's just it's just so many things they don't even care anymore. And same thing for birthdays. We don't do those either. My kids like do an activity they want to do. You want to go to the museum? That's your birthday gift. We go to the museum and we have memories that way. But that's just how I do things. Hats off to you if you have, you know, some people do have the means of money and they want to buy 25 gifts for each of their five kids and that's cool. I just, I feel like they don't appreciate it as much and they're so used to getting so much when they get older, they tend to be spoiled. I I got a lot of gifts and there were Christmases that I didn't get many gifts, so it kind of was off and on for me growing up. And then I had divorced parents, so then I had like two Christmases and it was weird. But um, that being said, I, I like to think I'm not a spoiled person. I'm hoping my kids won't be either. Because I see those adults and they're fucking terrible. They're the ones that don't want to wear masks right now and think their whole life is in an upheaval because it's been like seven months and their life has changed a little bit. I do mean a little bit. I mean, because clearly they're still going to bars. They're still going and hanging out with friends, maskless photos. I mean, 
of people I know they don't live with. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like your life really hasn't changed. Like calm down. And then here I'm like hunkered in my house, <laughs> like not going anywhere, but to the occasional store. Like I do the curbside assist at most of the grocery stores that offer it. And, uh, I don't know. I just always think about, we do study history, like fucking a people like hiding from Nazis for years in like, you know, a basement or behind somebody's bookshelf in some hidden room. And you're bitching that, you know, you have to wear a mask to go out and live your life. Like I fucking really, oof, that's a whole nother subject. I won't dive into during this one. Cause it's giving and receiving, not bitching about people being stupid. Can't we all do a long podcast on that one? Am I right? <laughs> you guys will have like 30 minute rants. You know, what really grinds my gears. <laughs> But um, so just that's the thought to take away this week. If you're a giver, I want you to take some time and let people do for you. And if you're always the one that's getting things from people, maybe you're not in the position to give back right now. And that's okay. Maybe just throw the words of appreciation out there. Say, you know, I really appreciate it. Like, you know, I really appreciate that my coworkers were so fucking awesome that they let, I mean, it's not that big of a stretch that they let me work all their weekends to have weekends off, you know, but they did. They they were like, yes, take my weekends. You need to have work weekends right now to keep up with your family. You work my weekends. And then the ones that were helping me get rides to work, you know, like I was very appreciative of those things. And, uh, you know, just kind of give your thanks to people that have been there for you in the past. I recognize all of them. You know, I recognize the ones that were offering to do all that stuff. And I am very grateful I worked at a place like that. I'm grateful for the family that I have. So kind of if you're somebody that gets things given to you, say your thanks to them and maybe try to give back. And if you're a person that's always giving of yourself, which I kind of fall in both camps, I guess, then take some time for yourself this week and let people do for you. And for my healthcare workers that are currently working with the COVID numbers rising, please stay safe because I know all of you in healthcare are all the givers because you work overtime, you work extra days a week, you see there's a hole, you don't want to screw your staff members over. So you go in and work with them. And I know you're doing it for the coworkers, you're not doing it for the corporation, because we all know the corporation doesn't care, you need time off, they're just like, who could fill this hole? Like, they're, they're not caring. I mean, my position was filled quickly. I mean, it's, we're numbers, dude, remember that. But I know you're doing it for your coworkers, because you don't want to leave them screwed. And I get that. So just, you know, try to remember to take some time for you. It's not bad to take mental health time for you. I mean, maybe paycheck wise, it might suck for you. But like I said, what's going to be worse in the long run if you have a total breakdown and can't work for a long time because your health has suffered. So just something to think about. Let let everybody give to you for a little bit. And I hope you all stay safe because I'm thinking about you. And if I wasn't so shitty feeling with mono and sleeping till 11 a.m. and trying to get through my daily chores and then sleeping midday and sleeping all night, I would try to come in and help you all right now because I know the numbers are rising. Um, hopefully it, I won't be in this long. I have to like ask this Thursday at my doctor how long he expects this will last. Cause it looks like this is week two. I've been in it. So hopefully you all stay safe.